All right. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back once again to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, with your boy Christian. And uh, today, before we introduce our guest here today that you probably see on the screen, um, I just want to uh, go ahead and make sure you follow all the social media stuff like that. Don't forget to check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Cuatro Cuatro Dos. If you want to help your boy out and just check out the, the multiple, um, I guess, ranks or whatever they're called, whatever. But uh, today I have a special guest that um, has something really cool going on here in the city. So, you know, we were going to uh, highlight him and his company and, and everything that he's doing for the sport and for the city as well. So without further ado, here is Marco with one, one Marco, not one Marcos, you know, so because I have a couple of friends named Marcos, but you're a singular Marco, right? Yeah, that's correct. How you doing, brother? You doing all right? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Just uh, out here uh, uh, enjoying the calm after the storm. <laughs> I know, right? That everything we had, everything yeah. good uh, with you and your family and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, I, I stay up in Cyprus, uh, north part, part of Houston. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, fortunately, we just got our, our water taken out. Uh, we did not lose electricity. Um, so, you know, had to stay with the folks uh, for about a day um, to get water and and then come back in, into into the house, but everything everything is great now. That's good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so, oh, so I, I actually work in Cyprus, but I live in Katy, so I guess we're kind of neighbors in a oh. way. Uh, but let's talk about you for a second. Let's talk about you know who who you are. How did you end up in Houston, or were you born yeah. here? Parents from or stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean. Uh, I guess I, I, I can call myself a Houstonian now after living here for uh, pretty much my entire, uh, I want to say, um, elementary years, my childhood, and all the way up until now. But you know, I'm, I'm originally from Mexico City, and I came into the U.S. Um, in 2005, I believe. I was in third grade. I was about seven years old. So I've been, I've been in Houston for a while now. That's crazy because... All the people that I've talked to on the on the show, uh, I can probably think of like three or four. Most of us came to the U.S. around the same age, seven, eight, nine. So it's pretty cool that, you know, we're all like from different cities or like different countries, but we ended up like here in Houston. So did you always live in like the Cypress area or did you live in other parts of Houston? Yeah, I think um, it's mostly on Northwest side. Uh -huh. So what is, uh, you know, Cypress and Jersey Village, um, you know, past 290 the way mm -hmm. around uh, around here. Uh, that's that's pretty much where I grew up in. And uh, um, did you always play soccer or, or is that how does how did your love for uh, the sport come about? Yeah, I mean, just like uh, any any uh, young kid that grows up in a in a family that is uh, driven by the sport, you know, especially being uh, a Latino. Uh, you know, you're, that's that's the sport that you grow up in. Um, so at a at a very young age, um, I my brothers are the ones that involved me in a soccer team, um, and that's how I kind of uh, picked it up and I followed followed it through uh, um, my my senior year, uh, and that's Where, kind of uh, what'd you play? Um, so initially, I um, you know I started in in the rec leagues and and. Um, uh, airline around there i think i think it it's still the the same name for the league which is haiza and uh -huh. i mean it's 
you know, there, there was a great level of play there. There's a lot of um, aggressive players. Uh, and, you know, you kind of lose your fear um, to go hard at it. Um, and, I mean, definitely at a very young age, it requires a, a high uh, amount of skill, but also courage to, to say, okay, I'm playing a, a, against a lot of other competitive kids. Did you play in a club team or was it... So, there, so during that time in Heisam, I went. I was jumping from from club to club, okay. um, but then in two thousand and uh, I, th- I think whenever I went into uh, eighth grade is whenever my my brother decided to put me in in uh, Alvion Hurricanes. Okay. So uh, after I landed in Alvion, that's pretty much where, where I played up up until twelfth uh, grade. That's tight. I played for uh, Texas Premier. I don't know. They're, they're not around anymore. Um, but, yeah, I think we're also in, in, in Heisa as well, or one of those. And we played Albion a lot. So, okay, I, I remember y'all, or at least the club. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what's your team? Who's your team? Uh, my, my, you know, my, I'm, what I'm a fan of? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, Mexico City, I can't go for America. I got to go, you know, stick to the roots of Cruz Azul. All right. So all right. Uh, hopefully we, we win a championship in this, this coming year. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I love, uh, I love the Houston Dynamo. I think uh, growing up, uh, growing up here, I was during the time that they won the championship back in 2000 and it was around the 2006. Uh, yeah. uh, so um, I think I had, a, I had just arrived the u.s in 2005 they went it in 2006 and i think the following season my brothers take me out into uh back day it wasn't bva compass it was uh robertson stadium was yeah. it yeah 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 um so so you know they brought out the um the trophies and i mean it was a really good experience i think that's whenever i first got introduced to the dynamo that's what's up do you go now to to the games or do you kind of keep up with the mls or are you more of a cruz azul fan or mexican league fan so um i uh, i mean yeah i i like to go in, into the games and um i guess i want to I, I call myself uh, more of a uh on the fanatic side of um the last time i went it, i went with the el batallon uh-huh. i don't know if they're still around yeah yeah uh, they're around so I mean that that's my environment. Um, so I, you know, whenever I do have the chance, I'm just waiting until they come back up. And yeah. uh, it's just sad that you know you can't have the the entire fans now up in the states. I don't know if, if it's gonna be the same, but I know that uh, I had a good experience. Yeah. So last year I think they ended up opening like 10 or 15 percent, uh, but they're hoping this year to go like you know 20, 25 percent. So. You know, it 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 still feels weird because everybody's on like the second deck, uh, like you you don't have anybody on the bottom, um, but hopefully you know who knows. But you know, as we progress with the vaccine and all that stuff, hopefully we get more people in, and, and as long as people kind of take care of themselves and stuff, and they don't you know they're not around being stupid, I think I think hopefully sooner than later we'll have like the full stadium once again. Hopefully, uh, yeah, like we kind of used to. Um, so, so you like you follow Cruz Azul like a lot, or are you just kind of like a casual? So, like... so surprisingly enough, I um, it's been years since I haven't I haven't watched the full 
a full uh, soccer match. That and that oh. goes across the board between, you know, UEFA Champions League, MLS, and even even the World Cup. Um, and it, it's, I guess, there's a little con- uh, con- how do you say controversy mm-hmm. there? Um, because I also referee, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know one of one of the things that they always ask you is, you know, well, go watch some soccer games. And that's one of the things I'm like, no, I, I want to be involved. Like, if I'm going to be in a soccer game, I'm either going to be yelling my lungs out in the stadium, I'm going to be playing, or I'm going to be refereeing the game. You want to be in I it. can't sit out. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's, there's just too much emotion for me um, that to just sit at home and, and watch the game. I got to be doing something. That's tight. So the whole refereeing, how does that, like, I've never talked to a referee so what is that experience like? Like, do you feel like sometimes you want to punch kids in the face? Or like, do you referee for kids or adults or how? So I, I you know, I guess to, to take it back to a little bit of, of the beginning, whenever I noticed that my soccer career was uh, coming to an end and I wasn't going to have a, a shot at playing college, I switched over and um, I'm an opportunist. A friend of mine presented the opportunity to go referee. I'm like, what is I didn't know you could do that and make money. Uh, although, I mean, as a player, you see the referee, but you don't really pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, so then that's whenever I took it in 2014. Uh, from 2014 to 2000 and uh, I want to say 2017 is whenever I kind of did, you know, I was in the trenches out there from 8 a.m. to 6, 7 p.m. Um, yeah. And it was uh, it was hard, but the, the reward, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, um, in 2018, I had the opportunity to actually referee the Dynamo Dash uh, at, at VVA, VVA Compass. So you're, so. Like, so you're like a legit professional ref. <laughs> um, I want to, I don't want to say, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I stepped out of, I stepped out of the game uh, in 2018. Uh, so I, soon after that, uh, you know, a few life events happened and I kind of stepped down Um then everything, you know, just, I don't want to say it fell apart. It's just, uh, I just took a different direction in, in my career. Gotcha, gotcha. That's crazy, though. That's crazy that you were, like, you like you started, you know, kind of in the lower leagues, and you ended up, kind of, you know, in the professional level. That's tight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the most um, rewarding part was uh, me being at the stadium and watching the Dynamo, and feeling the energy, you know, because whenever you go as a fan and you go with your family, that's an experience itself. But whenever you go with, you know, uh, El Batallon or one of the other, I I know that there's some other groups that have emerged throughout these past few weeks or months. Mm -hmm. um, It's a whole different experience. So being able to be there, watch the players, watch the referees come out and actually do that being in the locker room and coming out of the field of play and it's like it, it was a it was a very special moment for me very special humbling moment and to say okay you know hard work pays off I, I probably spent um three four years just going at it um doing you know like like I said in being in the trenches but at the end of the day uh, hard work pays off I do. so how many professional games do you have under your belt that I'm, I'm telling you, that was the, I hit my peak, yeah. and soon after that, it was like, I, I literally just stopped refereeing for two years. 
Oh, wow. Damn. That's crazy. Well, hopefully, you know, if, if you have it in your future, hopefully we'll see you out there, man. That, that's tight. That's cool. I've never talked to any, to any type of referee, not even like like Sunday. <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool, man. That, I'll, I'll write you down as my expert referee on the Rolodex. <laughs> All right. Um, but let's talk about uh, this project you have going on, right? And some Something big going on in your life, I see. So is it's called the Footballogy Network. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? So you know, I want to I want to say uh, that this is probably uh, going to be a, a project. I I definitely want to say it's going to be uh, the project of um, I don't want to say of my lifetime, but it's going to it encompasses uh, pretty much from my year from the year two thousand and. I guess from the time that I started playing up to the point that I stopped refereeing, it encompasses that, that entire journey. So, you know, the, the way that I see it is I took those life experiences and saw a problem within the industry, being able to experience the player side, being able to experience the refereeing side, both administratively and as a referee. Um, and now being able to, um, have access to certain technology. Um, I think that it's it's uh, uh, it's like a it's like a you know for authors it's like a memoir mm-hmm. where they write their 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 life's journey. For me, I'm writing my life's journey through a business. That's how I want to see it. Um, and it has taken a lot of a lot of effort. But yeah, to to kind of uh, go um, and 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 kind of. Um, answer your question yeah the, the footballology network is uh, targeting the development of uh, soccer players teams and referees all in one environment um and doing that with data and um, um, machine learning and deep learning uh, models damn that's that's hardcore <laughs> <laughs> that's deep so tell me like can you kind of explain uh how like what like what happens what what do you like what do you what do you do what do the machines do like what machines do you use like what what is this yeah so uh, um uh, i'm not i'm not gonna fully uh, dive in into mm-hmm. uh i mean i i can i can explain um you know the the process um but basically um Let's, you know, let, let me start on the player side because there's three different services that will be provided right. um, on, on the player side, um, video recording and highlights will be provided for teams and players. And because new, like I mentioned, new technologies, new technologies have emerged and there are softwares out there that you can film a game without having a cameraman out there. So you film it and the software take, d- does all the heavy lifting for you uh, through algorithms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that itself is a service. Now for the more se- semi-professional teams, which would be your USL League Two, um, USL Academy, um, NPSL, WPSL. Uh, so all of those teams, um, they're, they're getting, I think that soccer is getting to a point in the US that it's becoming very real. It's becoming, uh, um, it's it's leaning more towards uh, the development and really helping out uh, kids, uh, you know, take 
whoever wants to take it to the next level, even just for college or, you know, to go pro, it's taken very seriously. You know, just last week or two weeks ago, uh, I just found out that Serena Williams, um, I believe I believe she became the owner of the City Angels, which is, I think, the, the NWSL mm-hmm. team for Los Angeles. Yeah. And there's another um, Osaka. Australian player, uh-huh. For the North Carolina, crew. yeah, she, yeah, she's Japanese, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, mm-hmm. you know that. What does that tell you? Uh, I think one, you know, one. I, I see it as the women empowerment. They're, they're seeing. I think that women are very great for um, seeing the vision, and you know, just um, I think that that woman, you know, taking the the lead on in on that sense, you know, that that tells you a lot. Um, and also at the beginning of the pandemic, Development Academy dissolved. And um, I think what, what happened was that MLS went in t- into um, not let that structure fall out and they poured in a couple million dollars um, for the, the continuous development of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, just seeing all of this, um, that's where my kind of my, you know, my gear started going. Uh, so kind of going back, players is, you know, the, the video recording highlights. Teams is um, is the live streaming services for semi-pro, uh, semi-professional amateur teams. Now on the refereeing end, um, so I, I don't know how far I want to uh, dive in, into that uh, just because um, of the, the software that we're developing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to disclose too much information, but yeah, essentially what I, as a referee, you know, the, the problem that I, that I saw just on tournaments alone for assigning, um, on feedback, you know, waiting a year to get, um, really good feedback from national assessors, state assessors. So just having access to that person alone, um, it, it took a while. Yeah. As a referee. And you may ask at the field, you may ask 10 referees one question and you're going to get different answers. Um, well, where I saw the, um, you know, where I could provide value to the community is I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering and I guess I'll, I'll release some, some, you know, insightful information. But um, I found out that data is very important. Uh, but the most important thing is how you use it. Um, and one of the things were early on um, that I had started with the, with the player service, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this data? What am I gonna do with this video recording? I don't wanna go into a business just to make money. I wanna ma- go into a business to make money, to help people and use that, recycle that money to fund my future projects for the bigger purpose. That's really where I saw, you know, my entrance. Now, okay, the money part, that's being recycled. What about the data? That's where the data comes in in order to produce the machine learning, deep learning model. So essentially the business that I'm starting is on the surface, it looks like it's just a mod, you know, normal business model. Uh, but on the back end, that data is being gathered. It's being recycled to produce the end product for the reference, uh, for the machine learning and mm-hmm. deep learning models. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like the the, the dissection of of, uh, of the business. 
That's tight. That's that's cool, man. I mean, I'm I'm not that smart, <laughs> but but I mean, it it seems interesting. I mean, like you're saying, you know, nowadays data kind of controls everything. So, but I think it's cool, you know, going into the player side. I think it's cool because the the people coming up and wanting to, you know, go into the professional level. There's a, a like a couple episodes ago, I think either last episode or the one before, I actually named a whole bunch of teams that are here in Houston that play in the UPSL, I believe. Um, there's like 10 teams. And those, you know, I mean, my guess is that a good percentage of them, I don't know, 70, 80%, I guess, you know, they want to make it to the next level. And yeah. having a service like yours, I mean, could make it a lot easier for them to, you know, gather footage, gather data, and, you know, it could push them to that, to that next, I mean, it would help them, you know, obviously you have to do the work in the field, you know, you got to score goals or defend well or whatever, but having, you know, the visuals and being able to send out and stuff like that, it would make their journey a lot easier or a lot more helpful. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm jealous that I didn't think of, think of it, but, <laughs> but then, no, then again, I'm not that smart to like put all the, you know, thought behind you know i don't know how how involved are you into like the whole machine part of it so um initially you know i um i came up with uh, um with the concepts now i you know throughout throughout the the entire time that i've been refereeing and, and pursuing other ventures you know like i mentioned uh, previously last year i had a failed venture that i learned a lot and that's where i learned of how important data is um, and, um, you know, it's, it's a, f a friend of mine that I brought, I, I brought on, uh, as a, as a partner and, uh, and said, okay, what do you think about this? Because I had talking with many people and, you know, I don't, I don't know if you have watched, um, uh, the interview of Elon Musk and, and whenever he, he, uh, he mentions how, uh, some of the astronauts that actually have gone into the moon they're like what are you doing you know it's not going to work uh for for the spacex company mm -hmm. and that's some of the things some of the obstacles that i encountered early on because everybody that i talked to i, I promise you I, I thought they thought i was crazy they really? thought that yeah because it, it just uh, it's hard to understand even for myself it, it was a little bit hard to uh, to comprehend and to tell myself, hey, what you're doing, it may not seem very clear, but it has a purpose. And because soccer is very, you know, is drilled into my mind and into my heart, you know, all the obstacles, I think whenever you pursue something with your heart, your heart and your mind are, are um, uh, combined together. I think that that's what makes, um, you know, people pass through you know, obstacles that seem very impossible. But yeah, I did encounter a lot of no's. I did encounter a lot of, um, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. And even up, up to this point, you know, I will tell you this, that I, um, some, some people that have been in the game for a lot longer than I have uh, are, gonna, are not going to be pretty good to change, you know, but seeing, um, you know, how taxis in New York, how they got pushed out, or just anywhere, how they got pushed out by, uh, by Uber, and all these other companies that um, have reinvented themselves and reinvented that the way that they that they uh, do business on a daily basis. 
you know, I think that that's a strong enough data for, for me to say, okay, we just got to continue going and everything is going to align. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of obstacles that I have encountered and I know that there's going to be a lot more along the way. Right. Uh, so it's, it's difficult. No, I mean, it's cool. Cause I mean, at the first, when I first saw, you know, the, the Instagram page, everybody, the, the footballogy network, um, I, you know, I clicked on the website, looked at it and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I wish I would have had, you know, some type of service like this when I was in high school, because, you know, me growing up as a, you know, as a kid, all I wanted to do was, you know, be a professional soccer player, obviously, you know, uh, obviously 20 years old now, obviously I can't, but you know, I could, but not really. Um, but, you know, if, imagine like me having some type of highlight reel, you know, of myself, you know, when I was in high school being, of course, you know, I graduated in like 2009. So obviously it was a long time ago and technology wasn't at its best then. So like, I remember I had like highlight reel on like a CD. Okay. And I only had one highlight, you know, but yeah. it was good enough for, for, you know, a center back like me, you know, but it would have been a lot better if I could have had, you know, some type of data, physical video or something like that to be able to send it out to, to people. And they could have looked at me and I wish I would have had it, you know? And, and also the, I saw the, for teams, you have like some type of like streaming service kind of in a way, like you can stream their games and they can put like publicities and, and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. How, can you explain a little bit about that? How did that, how would that work? Yeah. So um, I think you hit it right on the dot. I think uh, where we're also the, the teams are going to benefit a lot um, on um, and, you know, this, this doesn't only have to pertain to a team. This, can, this could pertain to, uh, to a tournament, you know, a high-ranking tournament, kind of like ECNL. Um, I think that, that is one of the ones that I have attended. They have live stream. But now with, um, with the technology and making it uh, very uh, easy, easily to, uh, to uh, function um, on site, having the ability to monetize your content through advertisements, I think that it's going to help them a lot as well on that end. Uh, so not only uh, to, you know, for coaches, um, especially at, you know, in, in tournaments like DC, you know, or Copa, Copa Rayados, where you have international teams fly over. Well, what about those, um, you know, you have a team from, from Mexico that comes over, or you have a team from England, because there's teams that do come for Copa Rayados, you know that that takes uh, that takes place on Thanksgiving here in the Woodlands, so it's a very prestigious uh, a tournament. And you know how how do these teams um, uh, these professional teams uh, are able to watch them? You know, um, I think that is gonna tournaments like that, especially, is gonna provide a lot of value to to those teams because uh, those are the ones that can reap the reward fast. Uh, rather than a local team and, and live stream their their game every single day. Um, and just having the capability to monetize the content through you know local advertisement. Um, so it's uh it's it's still a work in progress, I will say. It's still a work in progress. There's still a lot of um, uh, legal agreements that that need to be set in place. But um, I mean I, I see it as a uh, as a firm, you know, firm ground to pursue for the next uh, uh, one or two years to have it in place. Right. That's cool. You would be like the YouTube of soccer games. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we're kind of working in the back end and, and seeing how, how much uh, we do it at a, uh, how much we make that ourselves instead of outsourcing it to another uh, company or using another platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go to your point of, of the players, um, there is one app called Tonser. I don't know if you've heard of it. Tonser? So I've, they I've heard of it, but I've never looked at it to be honest. So you know that that is one of the one of the applications that I think that are will provide a lot of value in the next coming years. Um, you know, and I, I've I've done you know quite a bit of research through the applications that are in place and, and Tonser really caught my attention, especially for players. I don't know how, how much of your community is player-based, but Tonser in the UK is very big. Last year or two years ago, I can't remember the year that they got funded. So they went through their series eight funding and they got 5.5 million euros. They got under series A uh, for the development of the, of the application. And basically what it does uh, to kind of explain how the functionality, because I was trying to understand it myself. And, and that's one of the applications that I'm, or companies that I'm uh, looking to, uh, to partner and to continue pushing their application here in the U.S. because it's it's not gotten so big just yet. But what it does is uh, there's there's a platform called Dot Soccer where basically um, a lot of leagues are plugged in, into that into that platform. So if you go look at, uh, you know, your Alvion Hurricanes, you go look at your local leagues and you want to find out when do they play. Typically, those schedules, they're getting pulled from that. That data is getting pulled from that soccer. So um, but what Tonser, from what I saw, what Tonser did is you go, you go into the application, you create a player profile. Now, within that player, within that player profile, you have the ability to place highlights. And professional teams are able to publish um, scouting tryouts. They're able to publish uh, invitational events where they analyze your profile and they say, okay, and you apply to go into the camp. Mm -hmm. They look at it, say Dynamo, excuse me, say Dynamo um, is going to do a a, a tryout camp. Okay, well, you want to apply, you apply through the app. And they're going to look at your highlights. They're going to say, okay, you're invited. So it's going to provide a lot of value because it also has real, uh, um, uh, real-time data where you can see what teams played who, what was the score. And a team as those two teams, their players can say, okay, I'm, a, I'm the center midfield. I played. And you can see the highlights. So it's, it's very sophisticated. And it also has um, reels like TikTok or Instagram, where there are coaches, there there are players, and you can vote the player of the week, player of the month. So it's, you know, don't be surprised if you hear from it in the next six months. Uh, Because I know that, uh, uh, I think his name is Memo Rodriguez Uh from from Dynamo. Yeah, yeah. So they just did a a small documentary on him from Tonser. So if you've seen that small documentary and you see Tonser, that's the application. That, yeah, so now that you mentioned that, that's where I saw it, because he was like, he did like a sponsorship type thing. I was like, oh, interesting. I, and- I was trying, I was trying to figure out, did he get noticed through the app, or is he just doing a sponsorship? 
So that's one of the things that I want. I was trying to figure out. I think he did. I well, I don't know, but I think he did a sponsorship because he he came up through like through the ranks, and he was like you know in the like the in what's it called the academy, and then yeah. he he went to play in RGV, and then he got called up. But I mean, but he's he's also like you know kids like that you know that are there's hundreds and hundreds of of kids here in Houston in the city that you know they would benefit from you know stuff like that or or like stuff that you're providing i mean i i don't see why i don't see why people would tell you that you were crazy to be honest <laughs> i don't know honestly like i i think it's it's a really good service i mean and i i don't i really don't see any downside you know and and if you're you know like you're saying if if you're talking about you know, collecting more data and, and eventually kind of getting bigger and better, you know, because the only thing you can do is, you know, more information, you can only get bigger and better. Like, yeah, you know, you're not, you're not going to get worse. You know, well, I mean, to, you know, <laughs> maybe, 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 but you know, but you're supposed to go up, you know, not go down. Yeah. Especially when you have more knowledge and more data and you get to try it out more. And, you know, you get to fix your, you know, your bugs or whatever, like apps have or whatever. Yeah. And then who knows, maybe, you know, if you end up partnering with Tonser or creating your own Tonser and, you know, who knows, but I think it's, I think it's badass. And I think everybody that's listening, watching should check it out. I mean, I'm thinking about it right now, like even recording, like, you know, just my little club team or not club team, but, you know, just little leagues here. I, cause I mean, people, I was hearing today actually that the best thing you could do to a person is like say their name a lot. <laughs> cause most people are, are egotistical, you know? Yeah. And even if you're not, a, you know, aspiring to be a, a professional player, but you just want to show off to your friends, it's cool to be like, Hey, look, look at me in my video, you know? look at me uh in my sunday league you know juking a couple 50 year old guys you know uh but i mean it could be useful in a like productive way productive way to like make it to a professional someday or just to show off you know to your yeah homies. so I think and cool. and i think you're getting everything on the dot because initially that was the business plan uh, the business plan uh, you know to make um to make some money while I figured it out was going out to um, to leagues like you like you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, especially leagues in the woodlands. Um, you know, I, I don't everywhere in, in Houston. Um, the reason why I mentioned it: some leagues they don't offer any any money. Some leagues they don't offer any uh, any trophies. They just offer a, a shirt. That's it. Right, yeah. <laughs> so that one of the things I'm like, okay, well. If you have the final, you're gonna give the the you know the winning team a shirt. You don't give them a discount for the next season. You don't give them anything. So I'm like, let let me come in, let me film them get their game, and let me edit it, and let me give them the highlights of the game. So that was the initial business plan. That was the initial business plan. Um, uh, but that that itself takes a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so it was it came down to what is the what is the long-term vision that i'm that i'm pursuing and how does that you know how does the the immediate goals tie into into the long long-term ones but you're hitting everything on the dot 
uh, you know, pretty much everything that you have said, I can, you know, I can relate to it in some type of way or, or, or a phase that I went through. That's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I'm glad you're around, honestly, because I think a lot of people will benefit. I mean, if, and if younger people are listening and you're aspiring to be a soccer player, you know, take advantage of all the things that you can. And if you're just trying to show off to your friends, you know, take advantage of, of the service as well. Um, but yeah, man, I'm so how Like, what's, do you have, where can people like reach you? Where, where can they find you? How can they contact you? How can they, you know, set up something with you? How, how can they do that with you? Yeah, so, I mean, you can go to the, the website, footballogynetwork.com, and uh, we have a contact form that you can you can uh, fill out your name. It will go directly to the email, and then I'll get in contact with you. Um, now, the other thing, I will ha- I will be uh, launching a, a marketing campaign. So I'm going to be doing our, um, a month-long marketing campaign around Houston and different parks, um, and then I'm going to be doing a grand opening. Um but and there will be uh, giveaway giveaways involved. So I just I would I would just say that it towards the end of March. Um, you know, if I mean if you're listening to it right now or you listen listen to it uh, a little bit further in, into into the week or, or the month, uh, uh, end of March, beginning of April is whenever I'm going to be uh, launching the marketing campaign. And after the month, I. W- the grand opening is it will be happening and that's whenever the giveaways are going to be uh, happening and I will be giving out uh, um, a few free recordings for the for the winning teams uh, right. so uh, I will be doing that for the community and I'm also doing sponsorships with um, online based uh, like e-commerce um, um, businesses or just a few in particular and hopefully I can I can finalize those and they'll be providing some merchandise as well. Right. Um, so that's uh, that's one of the things is, you know, just bring awareness for for the local community um, and, you know, all the other en- entrepreneurs that are uh, also having any something to do in, in the soccer space. Uh, but I mean, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm working uh kind of where I have my head wrapped around uh, until until we do the launch date right that's about us man so once again man thank you for for coming on the show thank you for uh explaining to us you know a little bit of more oh how you know technology and soccer are kind of you know combining forces to to make everything better you know I know uh VAR probably is not the best <laughs> and if, you know not a lot of people like it but I think uh this type of technology you know now that we have it you know might as well use it you know and you know use it to to better ourselves and you know better our careers you know for some some of us out there or better or better our status as soccer players you know in our local uh group of friends or whatever but man thank you so much for jumping on I wish you nothing but the best like I said it's something that I, I mean, anybody could use and everybody probably should use, you know, at one point in their life just to have some type of highlight to show your kids maybe when they get older. Be like, look what daddy used to do. Look what mommy <laughs> used to do, you know, wrecking yeah. on some boys, you know. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much. Thank you for jumping on. Everybody go follow uh, Marco and go follow Footballogy Network on Instagram. Do you have any other website? Oh, well, your website, but do you have any other social media that they can follow you or just? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, so, so right now I actually just came back on Instagram. I, you know, through this process, I, I kind of took off of social media. So I just, I, you know, if you see me, I'm a, I'm a nobody right now on social media. Uh, I have like 10 followers, but that's because I deleted the old one and I am like, I'm going to start fresh. It's a new right. chapter. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you can follow me at the, I think it's like Oregon Marco, I believe. I, I really keep up. Um, Oregon Marco and then uh, uh, the company website, like you mentioned, footballogy underscore network. Um, And, you know, I want to just give a special shout out to yourself because, you know, just hosting this space, I think that, um, you know, that's that goes a long way um, to connect the community, the Houston community and and just soccer itself. So that's uh, that's a big, uh, you know, big applause to you as well. So, you know, thank you. It's like um, it's 11 p.m. just so people know and you're out here doing this. So. That, that way they, you know, the Houston community know, knows that how much effort you put into this. So I appreciate you taking the time and, you know, uh, thank you very much. No, anytime, man. We're, we're here to, to grow the soccer community and, and, you know, here in Houston, you know, there's a lot of potential here to, I mean, it's already a big scene, but if we can make it even bigger, you know, why not, you know? And, yeah. You know, for the love of the sport and for the love of people and for the love of, you know, helping a brother out, you know, here or there, you know, we're going to be doing this. But, you know, like I said, thank you, man. Everybody go follow uh, Marco, go follow Football ne- uh, Footballology Network. And, you know, hopefully you guys will be uh, using his services and we'll be able to, you know, be helpful for you and your life. And if you ever make it to a professional, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> don't forget to <laughs> check out my Patreon and give me $2. Uh, but, yeah, man, thank you so much. Have a good night. Um, and hopefully we can we can have you again soon and and see how how business is going how it's flourishing and how you know however teams you got under your belt how many players are on your network and all that so nothing but the best man yeah thank you very much thank you so everybody don't forget cuatro cuatro dos we'll see you guys on the next episode y'all be safe take care.